lovely Christy Ogle. And we, uh, on the Edge podcast, we talk about being an entrepreneur, and we also help people grow hand, their handyman businesses. Um, if you don't have a, a business and you want to become a, an entrepreneur, we have a program to get you started with a handyman business. Um, since we stay on the, since we've been more specific um, in speaking about handyman businesses, this, what we talk about implies to pretty much any service-based niche that you could be involved with. Uh, we just choose because that's what we have the knowledge of and what we are more trained in. Um, but today we're going to talk about 10 tips to help you hit that 100,000 mark and within the year for your handyman business. So basically 10 tips to grow your business to the six figures, which has been your goal since the beginning. Um, Christy, anything else to help introduce what we're going to be talking about today? Man, a lot of people get into the handyman business and they get really frustrated. They get busy swinging the hammer, doing the jobs, but then they, they lack growing and building the business because they're swinging that hammer every day, putting out fires, getting to work. And with these 10 tips, they, they'll learn how to add more value, which means more money in their pocket as a handyman business. Now, keep in mind, when you're listening to this, every city's different, every state's different. Your hourly rates will vary from city to city, town to town. We're in Waco. The prices in Waco for handyman businesses are different than they are in Dallas-Fort Worth than they are in Houston, than they are in Austin. You can make probably much more in the metroplexes than you can in these rural areas like Waco, Colleen, that sort of thing. So keep that in mind. You can charge more when you have better skills, you add more value in this handyman business. So your real key to being successful is to learn. The more you learn, the more you earn in the handyman business. It's that education, that time to study, to learn those new techniques. And that's what we go over with our podcast every week for handyman on our YouTube channel, our podcast, on our trainings, our Facebook lives, on everything. So keep that in mind while you're listening. You are listening to this, and the more you learn, the more you earn. hundred percent. And these these are just tips to keep you motivated and going and on the right path. You still have to find out what your path is, put in the action steps and the work to get to where you need to be. Um, but we'll go ahead and start off with the ten the ten tips to get to that six figure handyman business. Um, number one. Make your competition irrelevant. Um, and this can be taken a few different ways. The way I see that is there's really no such thing as competition. Um, when you see other handyman business in your area, in my opinion, you don't view them as competition. You view them as an opportunity to connect to more clientele um, because most of the time each handyman business is specifying in different skills, um, different builds, different things, Does only does inside remodeling, not outside. They only do pergolas and decks. They don't do small things like drywall repair. Um, almost, so making your competition irrelevant is just a viewpoint. There is no competition. Each company out there can help your company grow 
if you work it correctly. Yes, so you can make your your competition irrelevant. Like I remember in the beginning of business 10 years ago, I would look at other businesses and I would try to model after them. I would try to see how they would have different niches, that sort of thing. But now those people actually follow me. I, we learned the skills that we needed to learn. We uh, looked for ways to make ourselves different than the competition. And in doing that, we've made the competition irrelevant, kind of like you and I talked about niche markets or target markets for the last year with the Indian Business Fundamentals. The, the thing is, is when you have this niche market and you carve out a space for you that only you can fit in in the handyman business, you make the competition totally irrelevant. You don't have to watch them anymore because you've got this ocean that's a blue ocean instead of being there with your competition where there's this feeding frenzy and there's blood in the water from everybody trying to get the same customers and clients. When you build a niche market that only you can survive in, they're only going to come to you for the things that they need done around their home, home improvement, home repairs, power washing, painting, whatever it may be. You've got this skill set in your target market that they think only you have. So it totally blows your competition out of the market. Let them stay in the red ocean where the sharks have the feeding frenzy. And then you have this beautiful calm blue ocean where it's just you and you have no competition whatsoever. So make them irrelevant. Yeah, set yourself as the expert in your field. Um, it, so everything you do from your website to your sales pitch to the way you present yourself, you, in your mind, everything you're doing is setting yourself as the expert and letting people know that that's your expertise to come to you when they have an issue. So that's number one. Number two, and this is something that you have to consistently keep on working on, and that's add value to your clientele. Add value, add value, add value, add value. There's always something more you can be doing, something more you can be giving, um, some new way that you can help them save, a new way that you can help them um, ultimately get the best results for their end game. Um, but add value. Yeah, work smarter, not harder with your handyman business. I remember I was coaching one handyman business in the Houston area, and they said, I can't believe you do all these do-it-yourself videos for your handyman business. They're just going to do it themselves. They're not going to hire us if there's do-it-yourself videos out there. And that's the wrong kind of thinking. That's the broken thinking. Do-it-yourselfers. Um, yes, they do it themselves. They're not going to hire you for a handyman business. But if you add value and teach them what you're doing, they're going to use you. What's going to happen is the 90% of the population that's not do-it-yourselfers are going to watch that video and think, number one, they're an expert. They know what they're doing. Number two, that is too handy for me. So I'm going to hire them to do it. And number three, it sets you apart from the competition and makes them irrelevant. 
because most of those handymen are swinging the hammer all day long and they don't take the time to work smarter, not harder. They don't take the time to add value to their customers. Now, another pushback I get from handyman on teaching this subject is, hey, Christy, I don't have time to do that. My question back to them is, you don't have time to make more money or make yourself more profitable or get the right customers, right? So you have to take that time. You can do it in less than an hour a day to build your business. This makes your skill set go apart from everybody else that's in the handyman business, whether it be you teaching how to do handyman business or simple home maintenance, or you have some sort of small course, or you write an article or something like that. If you want to make more money, you have to add more value to your clients and customers. They're not just going to throw money at you because you're a great handyman business. You have to add more value over and over and over again, and that's going to make you stand apart from the competition. For sure. And and by adding that value, you're just at get you're gaining more trust and you're making the client that you're giving them that extra, that little bit of extra something that lets them know that you went above and beyond what they paid for. Um, and then number three, focus on your why. In my opinion, every morning when you wake up, you should remind yourself what your why is and focus on how you can get there. Um, how you can, you know, achieve these goals that you've set for yourself. Um, but what is your why? If you don't know that, you better figure it out. And then number three is focus on it. Actually get in there, dig deep, and and figure out, are you moving in the right direction? Yeah, Chip and I talk to handyman businesses all across the country every single day. And what we found is there's so many handyman that they get in this for one reason or another. And then what ends up happening is the handyman business ends up running them instead of them running the handyman business because they're all about the money. The money's great. You can make amazing money in the handyman business. The name of this YouTube video and podcast is how to make $100,000 in your handyman business. And the money is great, but if you only focus on the money, this business will run your life and possibly ruin your life. And that's not what you want. You have to take control. So you have to have your why. Um, a lot of handyman will be running around in circles. They'll be working 60, 80 hours a week with no systems. In the business, they're an amazing handyman. They're great at building pergolas or fixing drywall or painting. But when it comes to their personal life, their family life, that's where it's lagging. Chip and I were just talking about how his boy's uh, baseball team beat Crawford, which is a huge deal. Chip's at every practice. Chip is there helping his son become a better baseball player. Now, most handymen don't have that freedom and flexibility of time. So remember, handymen, why you got into this business. Did you get into this business because your other corporate job was running your life and then you just traded one for the other? 
don't do that. You can have freedom. You can have flexibility in your life, but you have to remember your why. My why is to put my family first. And I've been able to do that um, in all areas of my life with the handyman businesses that I run. So remember your why. If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not the right why. It has to be more than money. Something that pulls you forward. Do you want that freedom and flexibility to drop your kid off and stay with them at ball practice? Do you want that freedom and flexibility to have great income? Do you want that freedom and flexibility to work when you want to work and vacation when you want a vacation? So remember your why because that's what will keep you going on those tough days when you have that care and as a customer or you have a job that's not going right or the handyman that you hired to work alongside you didn't show up and left you in the lurch. So remember that why it's going to pull you forward. For sure. That's your motivation. So always, you know, stay on top of that. Number four, learn, always be willing to learn and grow over time. You have to constantly be learning and growing and adapting. We, everybody in business found this out the hard way during COVID. When everything shifted to online, there was a huge dramatic effect on on local businesses and and business owners my, my dad sold my dad and his stepmom sold their school because they they just didn't want to have to deal with that that extra whatever what everything shifted to um and it's going to keep doing so every business will always adapt and grow so you have to be willing to adapt and grow with it Exactly. You are not going to become a millionaire in this business overnight. It's just not going to happen. It takes time to get there. And what you do is you do it 10 minutes at a time. You do it an hour at a time. You do it one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. And that will help you to become a better version of yourself as a handyman. Now, one thing that I like to do is I call it no net time. And I stole this from Tony Robbins' trip. I didn't come up with it at all. But all right. what you do is you turn that vehicle that you're in for hours a day into a rolling university. A lot of you may go, you know, I don't have time. I'm running from here to there. I'm on job sites. Put in your earbuds when you're on a job site, when you're driving back and forth between estimates or going from job to job and start growing, learning about the handyman business, how to be a better handyman, learn about business. Tons of handymen are in this business. They're skilled producer. They're great artists. But they lack the entrepreneur skills. They lack the management skills. And you have to learn it. There's been a book, a podcast, a YouTube video, something that you can do to learn the skills that you're lacking in. Be honest with yourself. When I took over our financials and it was a negative $800 in the bank account and I wanted to be a millionaire, I had to make sure and prepare my mind for becoming a millionaire. And I'm not there yet. I don't have a million dollars in the bank quite yet, but I will be prepared when that does happen to me because I have been using this no net time. And in that time of travel that you're listening to crap anyways, 
put on stuff that can actually grow you and make you more money in your handyman business. For sure. And you, and that she's exactly right. You do have time. Well, like when you're driving from place to place, heck, even in the shower, when you, instead of listening to music, listen to, you know, listen to a business coach, listen to somebody that's already done it. You know, like, like Christy says, you can always model after the ones that have already done it in front of you. You know, you're, we're not doing anything new, not in the handyman field. Um, all right. And then number five, don't look in the rear view mirror. Don't get caught up on what's behind you and what has already happened. It's over. It's done with. Learn from it. Don't just forget about it, but don't look back at it. Don't, you don't need to turn around. You know, it's like the famous story in the Bible with Lot and his wife. There's no reason to look back at what's happening behind you because it's done. It's over with. Just move forward. Yeah, you don't drive a car by looking in the rearview mirror. So, yes, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. When my kids come home from college every single day, I'm going, what mistakes did you make today? What can yeah. we to learn from them? How can you grow as an individual? That first time that you built a fence, it's going to be different than 10 years in building a fence. You've made some mistakes. You've made some changes along the way. Quit looking in the rear view mirror because that's where it is, in the rear view. Look at the windshield one step in front of you every single day. Be better than you were before. Now we learn from our mistakes and we get better. I think Maya Angelou said it best, once you know better, you do better. And that's how it is. Don't look in the rear view because there's nothing good back there. You want to keep going. For sure. Don't do it. And number six don't make decisions too fast. Don't make impulse decisions. Yes, I we preach take imperfect action and, and do it, but don't just, it, the, the, when you start acting on impulse, that's when mistakes start being made. You always should be prepared and ready. All of your decisions should be very much looked over and handled before you make them. Um, and there is such thing as, times when you have to make a fast split decision but that only in those moments is that where that's allowed you should still be prepared even for those moments to come when they come to where you can at least make the educated guess correct but yeah, don't make yeah don't work too fast sorry go ahead no you want to make an educated decision you need to make decisions quickly but make sure you're Looking at it from the different avenues, look at it. If it's a decision for a customer's house, look at it as you, and then also think of it as the customer um, and how they're going to look at the decision. Also, you can make decisions quickly. Just don't make snap judgments based on emotions. You have a customer calling to complain about a price or, you know, this nail didn't go in the entire way. Don't make snap decisions, but make them quickly. You want to be able to have a good decision with your customer and not come off as rude. So um, you want to use the best of your abilities that you currently have to make those decisions. But here's another thing. Somebody in the handyman business has had to make the same exact decision that you're having to make. Google it. 
make an educated decision. Now, don't take overnight like I used to when it was making decisions. You want yeah. to make an educated decision. Um, take a couple of minutes to think it through before you get snappy and you'll make the right decision. Making a decision is a decision. Not making a decision is a decision. So make a decision of some sort. Don't do that. Let it just linger out there. Yeah, for sure. And number seven, always remember and implement the 80-20 rule. And that is um, what you're spending 80% of your time is only making like 20% of your money. Is that correct? I know there's two different ways. Go ahead. What's the 80-20 rule, Christy? There is two different ways. So there's an 80-20 rule that 80% of what you do produces 20% of your income, but 20% of your income of what you do produces 80% of your income. So you want to focus on the 20% that's bringing you the income instead of sitting there and spending on things that really aren't income producing activities. I remember when we were developing our logos in the very beginning of the handyman business, that I had to sit in an eight hour meeting on fonts. That was a total waste of my time. Yes. Um, so, and like the font of my logo is probably not gonna make me a lot of money. So, Think about those things that are going to make you the money that you're working on every single day. So many people um, just sit there and spin on all those little issues that come along in their handyman business. And then they don't make any money and they go, Chrissy, I didn't make any money. Well, what did you focus on last week? Oh, I focused on a cranky customer. Well, that cranky <sighs> customer is not going to make you any more money. You need to go on to the ones that are gonna gonna make you the money. Um, so that 80-20 rule is very important. Measure the things that are important in your business and get better at the 80% of the income that's getting coming in from the 20%. So focus on building what works, not putting out fires all the time. And you can tell these you can tell what handyman businesses have done this and have been around for a while when they say we don't do that <laughs> we we don't do that we don't take we only do this job and this job that's because they've implemented that 80 20 rule they know what makes them more money what they're better at what their turnover rates are with these services so they they've already done that so it's very easy to look at these businesses and find out who is implementing the 80-20 rule and who is just taking whatever they can get. Um, I want to expand on that. That's a good example, Chip. I mean, those people that you call that are handyman, that you call them and go, hey, do you mow lawns? Those are the ones that are spending that time on a 10 or 20 or 30 $40 lawn that's really not going to produce them a lot of income. It's the people that, you know, they're a master of nothing, but they do a little bit of everything. There's a saying there, but I can't yeah. remember right now. But I mean, those ones that will take every job that's even out of the genre of handyman, don't become one of those guys that's just out there doing a little bit of everything. Find something you're good at that makes money 
and specialize in that. You can be a handyman that specializes in outdoor living and make a great income, but leave the lawn mowing to the lawn mowers. Yeah, for sure. And and that's how you tell, though, with all these businesses, with, with your competition, whoever you see, you can find out what they're doing. Um, just call them, ask them what they what what they, what kind of jobs they take, what they don't take. And that's how you can kind of figure out where you're going to fit in as well. Uh, number eight, you have to stay solution oriented. So you constantly have to stay focused on answers, on solutions. You're the problem solver. You are, as an entrepreneur, the problem solver for your business. So you should always stay focused on the answers and solutions. Yes. So I was talking to a handyman yesterday that he wanted to get started with handyman business fundamentals, but he didn't have the money to get started with handyman business fundamentals. And he was pretty much begging me to give him the system for absolutely free. Dude, it doesn't work that way. You know, you go do a handyman job, you get paid for it. We do the same with our handyman business fundamentals. Mm -hmm. He was focusing on the problem of having no money instead of becoming resourceful and thinking, how can I get the money to pay for the system that I need to implement in my business to make more money? Um, Chip and I talk all the time about solution-oriented issues so that we can build our business because if you focus on the problem, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? You want to focus on the solution so the solution gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You've got to really ask the right questions is what it boils down to in being solution-oriented, not I don't have the money. It might be, how can I get the money to make more money is the right question. How can I add more value to my customers to get an extra amount of money to pay for my kids' braces or to pay for that saw that I need? Whatever it may be, ask the right questions. Yeah, and be willing to, to spend the money. I, when I first got into business, I dropped thousands of dollars on trainings, on ways to learn more skill sets to be able to open my own businesses. And I had to be willing to do things that even if I didn't, even if I thought it was too much money, ultimately, Christy's right. The only way to look at things like that are, is this investment going to actually get me what I want? And if, if, if it says that, then then yes i mean if you know that that this has what you what you want it shouldn't matter how much money it is it should matter how you can figure out to get in you you have to figure it out some way and it's on you you know it's not necessarily on the people with the program it's on you to get what you need I um and i was working with some handyman businesses it was like peer based um coaching that i was doing and i remember telling them you know i spent you know, ten thousand dollars for business mastery with Tony Robbins. I'd spent three thousand dollars for 10x growth conference with Grant Cardone, and they all laughed at me like, "You're just wasting your money. Why would you spend your money on doing that?" I'm still in business. Investment. They're not. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, it's an investment. <laughs> yeah, you're investing in yourself, which you should be. You should always invest in yourself. That should be the one guaranteed thing that you invest in. If, if you invest in nothing else, 
you should, if you don't invest in yourself, you're not going to be investing in anything else. Uh, because that's the only way to get to investing in other things is to invest in yourself first. Um, and then number nine, my mentor, DK, I'll just call him DK. He's the one who basically beat this into my brain when I was early on into being an entrepreneur. And that's take imperfect action. Um, like, like Christy was talking about that logo meeting that they had an eight hour meeting on fonts. Um, that's a waste of time when it's something that you can get someone to do for simple. If, in my opinion, I'm worth between fifty to hundred dollars an hour, um, depending on what services I'm doing. Eight hours of my time is worth a lot of money. So why would I not be willing to spend a hundred and hundred fifty bucks for a good logo instead of spending eight hours, which could be up to eight hundred dollars? You know, I mean, that's in, in you, where you could be actually making money. There's times to take that imperfect action. If your website's almost ready but not quite there, publish it. Get it out there. Get it. Have it start working for you. If you don't have a logo and it's taking you three weeks to figure it out, get some money out of your pocket and get someone else to do it. Uh, shouldn't be wasting your time like that. The name of your business shouldn't take you longer than maybe 24 to 48 hours to figure out. These are things that you should be just doing and not letting them waste all of your time. Christy, anything on that one, Christy? Exactly. Like, Kim says it best. Like, I can't even really expand on that. Just take some sort of action. Make that decision. Take that action. Like, handing me a business fundamentals doesn't work if you just watch the videos and do nothing. Thing. You have to take some sort of imperfect action every day to grow your business. And when you find out it doesn't work, quit wasting your time on doing it. After eight hours in a font discussion for a logo, I was like, at the end, I'm like, just use this one. Well, maybe that's not the right one. I don't care. Like, we'll hear from customers eventually if they hate our font. And you know what? I've never heard any comments on the font. So imperfect action and just do something to get more yeah. and build that momentum because there's a lot of momentum in the universe. You have to get it going before it comes to you. So uh, Chip and I were talking about that before this podcast. There's a lot of momentum and when it gets rolling, you're not able to stop it. No, yeah, and you don't want to. You want to be able to roll with it. And that jumps right into number 10. Always keep moving forward. You should always be moving forward, one step at a time. Don't don't rush it, but at the same time, don't stop. That's the same thing as looking in that rearview mirror. That moves you backwards, if anything. So you should always be moving forward, and that's something every day you should check yourself on. At the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, and at the end of the day. Am I moving forward, am I stagnant, or am I moving backwards? And you should, and if it's anything other than moving forward, you need to start taking some actions to get that turned around. Yeah, I mean, there's so many times in the handyman business, in any business, you could be a painter, you could be a landscaper, you could be a contractor or a roofer, and you're going to have bad days and you're going to be like, you know what, through this, I'm going to go back to my J-O-B, just over rope, right? But everybody has bad days you've got to just keep going you've got to keep moving forward you make that decision 
you take that imperfect action and you keep going. You're never going to get to that six-figure mark in the handyman business if you just quit. I've seen so many people dig and dig and dig in this business and they get about three feet from the, where the gold is and they quit. I mean, there's this famous story about a gold mine in Colorado that for three years, this guy mines it and found no gold. So he sold it for like a couple of hundred dollars. Well, within the next two years, they went three feet further and that gold mine in that mountain in Colorado has produced more gold than anywhere on earth, worth millions, if not billions of dollars. He stopped three feet from gold. And that's what most people do is they quit right before the payoff. That's great, yeah. That's so true. And these are just 10 things. I mean, there's plenty of other things that you, you could be doing. The, we just like to go over some things so you can hear specifics on what you should be doing, things that you can do to improve your business. If you have, have any questions, you can always reach out to both Christy or me on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor, wherever you find us, we have emails and phone numbers where you can reach out to us. Uh, Christy, anything else this week before we sign off? You guys, make sure and comment below. What what are you willing to do with these 10 tips to get you to that six figures in income in your handyman business? We want to hear from y'all. Comment below. Let us know what you need to change or what you're willing to change to get to that six figures in income in your handyman business. Yeah, and we're talking about six figures in your pocket. Profit, not not necessarily what you're overall making, um, you know, your whole business. This is uh, just ways to grow yourself and your business. But guys, we love you. Stay safe. Check out Handyman Business Fundamentals, and we'll see y'all next week.